Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I am your host, Jeff. And I'm the other host, Jake. On this week's episode, we're going to take an analytical look at how and why exactly cowboys' butts drive Jake nuts. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> what is this? Is, this? is this Say What You Mean? Yeah. Dude, I've been working on that all day. Is this To The Republic, where we're going to look at the institution of cowboy butts? Yes, and why exactly they drive everybody nuts. Dude, I was working on that all day. <laughs> so stupid. That's a great intro. I was like, I got to try to throw Jake off. I'm going to see what, I, what do I come up with, Jen? And she actually was like, why Cowboys butts driving nuts? I'm like, oh, that's so good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What's up? Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Well, I, um, I, I may have gotten a second puppy. What? Yeah. So crazy. So oh, no. It's, he's a golden retriever. He's okay. five and a half months. Hey. And... Um, a friend of Kylie's sister-in-law mm-hmm. had a had a litter of goldens. Oh no! And they sold, um, they sold them all. And then uh-huh. one they sold to an elderly woman, a single elderly woman. Right. And she lives with her uh, her daughter, who's probably in her mid thirties, and their and her husband and her kids. Yeah. And the the elderly lady just couldn't care Handle for it. the dog. Did they and sell them? They sold the dogs. They they sold the dogs to this person. Okay, gotcha. So this gotcha. person's not related; just one of the buyers of the. Products. Right, right. Okay. And the um, the elderly woman couldn't care for the dog, and so it kind of fell on the daughter, on her daughter mm-hmm. and their family to try to raise this. But they had four kids, four kids all over oh, the age wow. of ten, and they're just they, so they went back to the owner of the parents, mm-hmm. the people they bought the dog from, and said basically, you know we need to rehome this dog. Right. And so Haley, who's my, who's Kylie's uh, really good, you know, childhood friend mm-hmm. came to us and said, would you guys be interested in adopting him? And Holy we were like, well, crap. definitely, but we need to obviously make sure of, of a lot of things. Yeah. Obviously Tucker is our first priority. Mm-hmm. And so if he's, if he, is okay with it and he, and he acclimates okay right then you know we would we would definitely see it so we we contacted the owner of the dog mm-hmm. and well the, the owner's daughter yeah yeah and she set the whole thing up and so we went over and we met him and we picked him up and we mm-hmm. said we would foster him we right. keep him for like a week and see until they found someone to take him mm-hmm. but i don't think they ever really looked and we basically have told them that you that's know, we're dangerous gonna, yeah that we're gonna keep him whoa did you so, name him sean hannity <laughs> oh yeah because i have tucker carlson already right oh my goodness yeah i should have called him hannity yeah no um i we his, is it male it's a male okay. yeah he's five and a half months um he's super adorable he's kind of the he's kind of the uh the anti uh the anti-hero to tuck okay and just the rec- reverse, personality. reverse personality. Okay. Really wants human affection. Really mm. wants like um, is always around you, right? right? You could take off his leash and he's gonna like stay oh, wow. anchored to your side. Whereas Tucker is just kind of a free spirit. He, right. he wants to go off and do his own thing. Maybe that'll kind of influence him a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Tuck has definitely wanted more. Like, I think he's felt a little jealous mm-hmm. lately. So that's he, what I'm saying. He, yeah. So anyway, it's 
it seems to be working out. It's yeah. just a lot of work, and especially on top of everything going on with Kylie's Jeep, with the right, the, right. the random uh, branch falling off of a tree and you know totaling Fresh your car. car <laughs> so yeah, we've been dealing with that and and everything. So it's been a hectic couple days. Yeah, it's a uh, the new year. It's the new year. <laughs> Way to start it. Um, what about I, you? Uh, I know we talked a little bit about. Um, resolutions but i just wanted to check in and see if 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 you thought about any or if maybe you're like maybe i'm gonna try to do this reading more i think was my only yeah, one, yeah. right and i've been reading okay I, I i i have my daily rounds of articles that i that oh I read. right 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 so i haven't read more just, which was my new year's resolution yeah. it just i'm still reading just right not as well much. that's good then yeah um mine was also to read more and i haven't started reading yet so yeah. <laughs> it's the new year it's early uh, I got, have got gone until like May to read, right? <clears throat> exactly. I did. I've been. What day is it? Today is uh, the date. Mm, Tuesday. <laughs> oh, the eighth. <laughs> the eighth. So for a week, I've been uh, straight like vegetarian. Not straight. I'm doing like pescatarian, so I'm eating oh, like just fish. fish. Yep. Um. So that's been interesting. Mm-hmm. It's not. The, as I hard. think that the pescatarian thing is getting pretty popular. I know. Is it my? Uh, well, Kylie's. Sister has uh, recently became pescatarian. My sister has been for a few years now. Okay. Um, but I was just like, let's just see what yeah. happens. Cool. See how it goes. Sure. It's easy. Yeah. Um, but there have been some times I want to grab some meat and eat it. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, in the last twenty six days, I've applied for twenty one jobs. Killing it. And gotten it denied from some. But mm-hmm. this morning, this was like, you you can relate. Okay. So at 8.30, I get an email, and it's like, uh, it's for a government position within Vancouver. Okay. I won't specify where sure. or what institution, mm-hmm. but uh, they're like, hey, your application has gotten pushed onto the hiring manager. And I'm like, whoa, okay. So I take a screenshot of my phone, and I send it to Jen, and I'm like, dude, like, Maybe because I've been applying for like in Olympia and Salem and those are not things that I really want. I mean, there are jobs that I Mm -hmm. want to do, but moving is just. Yeah, I'm the same same way. about Not something I necessarily want to do, but if it's for the right opportunity, maybe it'll be worth it, you Mm -hmm. know. But this job was like the range of pay was less than I'm starting less than I make, but higher than what I make now. Okay. so I sent her the I sent her the screen. Uh. <clears throat> screen cap and i'm like all right here's the job i might be moving on like let's look at the wages do i ask for more do i ask for like what i make now you know i'm like really thinking into this definitely 9 a.m i get an email that i was rejected <laughs> i know that life oh dude it's the worst i'm like like what a roller coaster i'm like preparing like okay Here's what's going to happen in the interview. I'm already like switching gears, like what I got to say, how I sell myself, looking at the job, looking at the job description and how I fit for nothing. Ugh, and that's then so I disappointing. Sent, and then I sent her a picture of a rhino pooping because that's my life. <laughs> oh, man, I'm sorry. That's, yeah. that's brutal. It's 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 <sighs> such a it's such a it's so crushing. I wish the government it wouldn't is. do that because every government position I've applied for, I've well, some I just they haven't even responded. Right. But um, the ones that have, it's been like, other than the one I didn't go to the interview for, um, it's been the same thing. Yeah. 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 There was one where I had an inside person working at this government place, mm-hmm. and I applied for this position, and I was denied. And then I get 
insight that they applied they uh sorry they they hired somebody within the government who was working in that position but in a different department they just moved him over oh so i had no chance yeah it's a waste of time it's frustrating luckily like you looked at the post office no that's not a bad idea yeah Hmm. Luckily, I've what this has done is I've very finely to you know combed through my letter and my resume. I don't know if this is boring, but this is my life. No, I, I'm, <laughs> I I'm mean engaged. for our listeners. Sorry, guys. Oh. This is our lives. <laughs> um, but I'm just saying, you know, like it's it's I don't know. It's been an adventure, and I keep thinking that maybe just keep at it. But it's getting real tough. Yeah. I mean, I I got a, I got a new job, you know, for sure, and it's 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 a great job. The hours are the worst, yeah. but so I don't know. How, I of, don't know how you still do that. Yeah, thing. it's kind of it's kind of like my boss is so tight, dude. I told him he was like, "How was New Year's?" Because he gave me a bunch of time off for New mm-hmm. Year's, and uh, I was like, "It was great." You know, I got to go away. I, got, I went to the beach and I uh, got to spend time with family. And I told him, I said, uh, "You know, I've been working this schedule for so long that I don't really get to celebrate Christmas because I always have to go Christmas night to work." And so I kind of make New Year's like my family like celebration thing. And he was like, oh, all right. Next year, you you can come into work as late as you want so you can spend time with your family on Christmas. That's so cool. Dude, he's awesome. That sounds He sounds like a great guy. He is a great Everything guy. Everything you've told me about him, is um, he sounds awesome. I was telling him about the man that trip. He's a Kooks fan. Yeah, he is. Um, I was telling him about the man trip, and he was telling me about, he was like, uh, don't ever take your man trip to a KOA. And we had done that like the first two years. <laughs> and he's oh, like, uh, did you guys get kicked out? And I was like, no, 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 no. We definitely got talked to a few times, but we never got kicked out. And he told me that when him and his buddies pulled in and like got their site, they were there 20 minutes before they got kicked out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're setting records. And yeah. I don't know. It was kind of funny that he like also has kind of like those stories. Of yeah, nature. I've only ever stayed in a KOA once. I do it every year. Do you really? Yeah. Oh. Which one did you go to? The one in uh, Chinook over on the Washington side of, mm. like, just across from Astoria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's not there one. anymore. I stayed there one year. It's garbage. It's not there anymore? No. Okay. Go to uh, Astoria. Okay. It's massive. It's, yeah, like, we, one of the best in America. Hmm. It's huge. They always have events. They always have breakfast. That sounds awesome. Indoor pool, outdoor pool. Oh, um, really? That sounds oh, way yeah. better. It's we were Because we stayed there for two nights when we were... We were hunting in that area, mm. so we just went down. Me and three of my buddies mm-hmm. went down and rented out of a KOA. Yeah, yeah. Check out the one in Warrington, Astoria. Warrenton, okay. it's awesome. Cool, dude. Speaking of Warrenton, just random, but uh, I read an article recently that they have like an uh, overflow or overpopulation of deer, and hmm. it's like taking over the town, and like people are like running into them constantly. Wow. Uh, which is interesting that I saw that article recently because when we were there, I go every year, when we were there in, I think, September, we just saw a massive field in a neighborhood just filled with deer. Weird. And they were just walking everywhere, and we were just like, oh, that's so random, that's so weird. But they're taking over the town. Hmm. Yeah. Thought it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> that is cool. But check it out. It's kind of a cool spot. Yeah, I will do. <sighs> Jake. My wife is, a, she tortures me. How so? She sends me this post of a family member. And you saw, I'm sure you saw, my repost of the image of Trump um, awarding the Medal of Honor. Oh, I didn't know that was a family member. I saw it, but yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know I'm, the origin of it. I wasn't trying it. to specify online, okay. but on my podcast, I'm going to tear him down. <laughs> <laughs> no, so he's got... 
James McLaughlin, McLaughlin, I think. Okay. Uh, he was like a, a medic in Vietnam. Okay. So there's a picture of him being awarded the Medal of Freedom. And then there's a picture of Obama awarding... Um, Ellen DeGeneres. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you see any of my post? Yes. Okay. So Jen's like, hey, check this out. I don't know why she does this because it's going to infuriate me. Oh, yeah. And it just, I was triggered, dude. I was so, I did so much research on the Medal of Freedom because I got so upset and so mad. Just this propagandist manipulation of information and bias just to prove a point. It's just well, and then not only that, but just show like, look who's more American. Right. Oh, dude. So I like... <laughs> Like look, Ellen DeGeneres is somehow less deserving of a civilian award than Well, and that's the thing is like it I almost feel like that meme was portraying that award as like a medal of of you know, like a military medal yeah, almost. Which it's not. It's not. So I have a little bit of history here. On July sixth, nineteen forty five. Ooh, I'm excited. Your boy. Harry S. Truman. Mm-hmm. All right, you warned me you told me Truman was coming in. I know, so try to try to hold yourself. <laughs> He signed an executive order 9586 establishing the Medal of Freedom to recognize notable service by civilians during World War II. Okay. Which I think is freaking awesome. Yeah. Just that recognition of like, we couldn't have done this with everybody here at home kind of stepping up and Mm -hmm. doing what they needed to do. Um, And then Executive 11085 signed February 22nd, 1963 by JFK reestablished the award as the Presidential Medal of Freedom and expanded its scope to include cultural achievements. Um, the first recipients selected by Kennedy received their medals from his successor, Lyndon B. Johnson, on December 6, 1963 at the White House. Hmm. Um, Who are the first recipients, does it say? It doesn't in this article. Okay. But I have a massive list of all of those who have received it. And you guys can... It's in the archives. Um, archives.gov. You can find... Oh, the, that's the executive order. Sorry. I looked up the executive oh. order, too. Dude, I went all <laughs> out. I was I, so I am, I am impressed with your with your research right because now. Because it's just like, yes, I can I can look on Wikipedia exactly what the medal is. Yeah. And it's there, and it tells you, but... It's something... I mean, you. it's better to get it from the source. Right. But just to have a better understanding of, of what the, the whole point of this is, and to understand it, to realize that... Initially, it was for those at home who kind of stepped it up to to help the war efforts. That's a, I think that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also to to realize that the scope expanded to culture. So if you look at the list of, I'm going to pull up some of the recipients here. Um, I looked so the list on Wikipedia is the same as um, the list on the official government sites. So. You can go wherever you sure. need to go, but I'm just letting you know. Our listeners know if you want to check it out, you go check it out. But what what it does on Wikipedia that's really nice is it breaks it up um, by uh, almost like category. So okay. you have those who received it who are in art, dance, movie and theater, oh, literature. That's helpful. Music, um, photography, business and economics. Um, there is like a military one, education. So... Naturally, <clears throat> I had to go down to television. 
And I wanted to see because, you know, this was an attack on Ellen because she's a terrible person, as you know. Oh, um, awful. Yeah, she just does so much for uh, people. It's it's the worst. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> so I'm looking at this list, and there's, there's a ton of um, TV recipients, you know, H.W. Uh, Bush gave some, uh, Clinton gave some, W. gave some, and then Barack Obama gave some to, like, some TV personalities. Uh, Oprah and Lauren Michaels and Ellen DeGeneres are some of the most recent by Obama, which I think are interesting. They're just, I think they're more of a cultural. I think Ellen kind of is at the top of that list as far as like, well, Oprah, I guess you could kind of argue some humanitarianism efforts. But, okay, but it's not that President Obama yeah. began the trend of giving it to TV personalities. Right. So my argument is <laughs> that... I have one argument that I want to make prior to like the point of like, thank God we aren't in a world war and completely dependent on the unification and inflated dependency on the service of civilians at home. Yes. That's why it started. And I think that... That's a fantastic point. Yeah. We're very lucky to not have to... It's a great award and it's a great honor, but initially why it started, thank God that we don't have to worry about that right now mm -hmm. in our lifetime yes hopefully um the second point is is that i did notice that trump hasn't award awarded any tv stars in his first run of this medal okay and i think that's because if there was one tv star that he would really want to give it to <laughs> hannity himself oh okay. <laughs> that's good <laughs> idiot oh i mean and there's still more time you know what i mean yeah but it's just like i guarantee you on that list and when i made this point online george bush gave it to bill cosby and it's like that doesn't age well no. <laughs> you look at bill cosby now and you're like oh so if if you're gonna make a comparison of like here trump awarded this this um veteran who mm -hmm. fought in vietnam but the crappy George Bush gave it to this rapist. Okay, that you're gonna if you're gonna go extreme, like that's a fair, that's kind of an ugly argument. But it, I get it. But then you just compare it to, you know what I mean? Then you go to Ellen. It's a bit of an anachronism, though. What do you mean? Well, I don't know if that's the right term, but yeah, we didn't know what Bill caused. We didn't know what Bill no, Cosby was then. I know that, but I'm saying, but do you think they give a fuck? Whoever creates these memes, that's my point. Is like they don't, they're not. If you want to get nasty, mm -hmm. that's that's a comparison that I I could make. Sure. If you really wanted to prove, like, I don't know, I think that proves the point of like, here's past presidents who gave this medal to a rapist, mm -hmm. and look at our guy. He's, you know what I mean? Yeah. But in okay. but what really happened is like, oh, you're giving this award to Ellen. What a scumbag! <laughs> like I don't. Oh, dude, it made me so mad. I don't know why it got me so mad. I don't know why it got me so triggered, but. It's just, uh, it's just people manipulating and lying just to, and then it, dude, it's, I've seen it pop up more and more on like people that I'm friends with on Facebook and it makes me want to crush them. Yeah. You, you get, you get my drive. Yes. To, I get, absolutely. I'm like, oh my God, I get it <laughs> because this is, I'm, I mean, enough to like research as much as I did. Um, and so then I was talking to a buddy of mine on Xbox and you know who, um, Trump supporter. Yes. And uh, good guy, just yeah. Um, yeah. misinformed. Yeah. Um. So I'm talking about it, and I'm just like, 
I'm just annoyed. And he was like, I don't know why you why you shit on Trump so bad. Like he's not he's done so much for this country. I said, do me a favor. Name one. Name one thing. Just give me one. He couldn't. He couldn't give me one thing. Now, I could name one thing that he's done. You could name one thing that we've talked about mm-hmm. certain things he's done. Yeah. You know you've arrived like in your political opinion, like your political knowledge and stuff when you can argue your opponent's side better than they can. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, "All right, let's hear it." And he goes, "I I don't have one." And his brother was on playing with us. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I don't necessarily know where his brother stands, but his brother just goes, "Why the fuck would you say that?" And he goes, what? And he goes, why the fuck would you say that he's done so much when you can't even name one thing? And I just like kind of stepped back and let him go, dude, because he was proving my point. And he goes, I I just can't think of one right now. I said, listen, I'll give you to the end of the night to just come up with one. This is your guy. And he's like, well, I don't really follow that stuff. And I'm like. Then why are you saying that? Then why why are you so in staunch support of the guy? Yes, it, it, he's but it's it's a cult of personality. It is. It's a cult of it personality. Is. is all it is with him, which is really just it's amazing how fast our our political culture devolved. Mm-hmm. It's nasty, dude. It's scary. It's honestly scary to me because when you see just that blindness and that willingness just to. Just to shrug it off to just be like, no, he's the greatest of all time. All right, what are the statistics? I don't know. He just is. Yeah. Uh, okay. I and then and then to know that 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 is that's what's argued. Mm-hmm. It's like it doesn't matter. And then and then and this got me all worked up. God dang it. <laughs> I do. Let's get let's get angry here. Let's make and this then, our angry episode. And then he started saying shit like There's a lot to be angry about. Yeah, right? we, like, we're we're sitting here. This is we're recording this 2 days early. This is Tuesday yeah, yeah. at 607. Yeah. Currently we have a president of the United States. We haven't turned it on, mm-hmm. but I can only imagine what he's saying about oh, immigration right now. I was thinking we should have done a live he's, reaction. He's doing his state of his state of emer- I'm ge- I ge- I'm calling my shot. Okay. He he, he institutes a state of emergency tonight. Are you build. kidding me? Yeah. I might be completely wrong. Yeah. And this is going to be out on Thursday and you guys would be like, Jake was completely wrong. Yeah. But I haven't looked. Yeah. And this is early enough. I don't think he said it yet. Yes. But I'm calling my shot. He calls a state of emergency Ooh, tonight. That's good. We'll have to talk about it next right. week for yep. sure. Um, did you see that the 4,000 terrorists have been captured, but he didn't specify at airports? No, they 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 said both Pence and Huckabee Sanders yes. both went on air yes. on Fox News mm-hmm. and and said it was from the southern border. Yeah, which it's not. And like That's they so knowingly mis- they knowingly misrepresented, and you can tell by the by the words that Huckabee Sanders used that she yeah. that she um that she she knew she was but be- she was breaking the truth oh, yeah. you can't even say bending the truth at this yeah. point breaking the lying. truth she lied she was lying. she legitimately lied that is the press secretary of the of the united states yes. to, the, you know, to the president of the united states lying on national yes. television purposefully misleading yeah the american people dude like what their own justice department yes historically if you it, look- that's not that's not 
That's an executive bureaucracy, part of the cabinet. Yeah. Listen to um, episode three of To the Republic. Yeah. And we, <laughs> the um, that's that, that's part of the that's yeah part of their own justice department. Yeah. And how yeah. judgmental would all of these people be if you if reports came out that this that governments were blatantly lying to their citizens? Like we do, like they have been. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If if another if another country that we viewed as less than us, you know, not we, but yeah. people of the United mm-hmm. States, and they're just like, that's so disgusting. Those people are just being lied to by their government. It's like you idiots. That's you. That is you. That is you. Well, what do, what do we say about what do we say about Russia and China? Yeah, oh, they're, di- they're dictators. And yes. They they lie to their people. Their people are constantly um, manipulated, getting, getting, being manipulated, and being force fed state run media. Mm-hmm. Well, what is Fox News at this point? Right, right. But even but to, to their credit, Chris yes. Wallace yes. did call her. Did call her I out. I did. Everyone was like praising him online, mm-hmm. like for doing the right thing. It is the right thing. Yeah. But she still. I just kept thinking, like, he was like at the end of it, he was just kind of like, okay, which I don't. I mean, I I want him to like. There's only so much you can do. I know, but I mean, other than punching her, but <laughs> it's just. I like, just want one of these people to yell. Yes. Just yell. Yeah. Lose it. Be like, you are lying. I God, I wanted... I mean, the closest thing we're ever going to get to a repudiation from mm-hmm. somebody in power mm-hmm. or who has a microphone just because there's... You need to keep an air of civility. Just right. Because you can't... Do you, we, though? You can't just let it <laughs> fall into anarchy. I right. mean, I guess... Yeah. I, I, I guess we have to because it's a norm. Yeah. And I'm always saying that holding up norms, yeah. but it's so I'm so angry <laughs> yeah. right now about all of this. Yeah. But Mattis's letter, Mattis's letter Ooh, of resignation, was the closest savage. thing to an absolute just like dick slap yes. that you're going to find in <laughs> politics. And, and he hates. I mean, he did not like anybody who knows anything about Jim Mattis. Jim Mattis was not a fan of President Obama's right. at all. Right. And to be called uh, before you got fired. Let go, resigned, whatever. whatever. They to have Trump call him sort of a Democrat. Yeah, I just I hate. Why can't he? And then comes out, and, and then Trump comes out after Mattis resigns, and he's seen like everybody's like, "Whoa, actually, like, what's going on here?" If Mattis yes. is resigning, maybe there's something up. Yeah, and then to have Trump just he can't just let somebody resign. Mm-hmm. You have oh, to belittle no. them. Yes. You have to undermine their credibility in them as a person, as an American, and all yeah. of their accomplishments. Well, Obama fired him too. That, that's what Trump Ooh. said about him. Yeah. And that angered a ton of veterans. Right. But, uh, but then they quickly, yeah. a lot of them quickly just like forget about it. Yeah. Like, well, fuck Mattis because Trump's our guy. Yeah. I mean, essentially. And that gets to my point that I was trying to make earlier when I was talking to that guy. He was just like, uh, Nancy Pelosi's a bitch. And I was like, whoa. I was like, why do you say that? And he's like, do you hear how she acts and how she talks? I'm like, dude, your guy is worse than that. And what is, give me an example of, I mean, you want to. He couldn't even give me an example of why Trump was a good fucking president. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough. Okay. You and me, let's have this conversation. Right. Where has Nancy Pelosi ever been? I mean, she's been kind of like cringy at times. Yeah. It's like oh, yeah. the I, whole singing kumbaya with linked arms and stuff <laughs> like that. I'm like, come on. Right. Like, or I mean, and, and then the classic, like, we have to pass it before we know what's in it with the with, oh. with the Affordable Care Act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been some incredibly cringeworthy moments. Right, I'm right. not trying to hold up Nancy Pelosi as right. some like bastion of like 
I don't know, political thought. But yeah. she has been very... The, I've been incredibly impressed with mm-hmm. how she's been able to handle the more uh, progressive side of the Democratic Party. Right. Um, we can get into that yeah. later. It doesn't have to be right now. Right. But when has she ever used, quote-unquote, locker room talk? When yes. is she? When has she ever spoken ill of the other of the other party of deceased i can't veterans, find anything of deceased senators of of i don't i just it's it's astonishing to me and i and then i said it i was like you saying this because she's a woman and he was like what and i was like why are you saying that and i was like because if she doesn't talk nearly as aggressive as the president mm-hmm. and he's not an asshole or he's not a bitch yeah why is she a bitch sure I think that's a fair argument, and if you can't name one reason why she's mm-hmm. a bitch, yeah. you have no argument. Definitely, I can come at you for a million reasons of why Trump's an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and to me, on top of that, wording can be fresh. Like, obviously, I don't like to see pers- personal taste here. Right. I don't like it when any politician uses crass language. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you followed any of my 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 face any of my uh, Washington Post uh, crusades the last couple of days. You know what's annoying about Taleb? Yeah, so I'll get like your you'll pop up mm-hmm. there your comments and I'll click on your comment. And I wish Facebook would do this, but if you click on your friend's comment, it should take you immediately to it, mm. and it doesn't because oh. I just want to give you a nice little like just to let you know I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> I usually I used to get those likes a lot I, when you were able to find them. Yeah, but. but now it's just like I click it and it pulls up the whole comment feed. And I'm like, no way. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of times there's a lot there. Um, but Your anyway, crusades, yeah, it's not to me if Pelosi used, you know, a curse word, right? Whatever Trump uses them all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not to me the bigger issue is that. What does that language actually really imply? Mm-hmm. And how is that language being used, right? Well, Trump's bombastic language right. is being aimed at trying to undermine freedom of the press, mm-hmm. undermining <laughs> federal institutions, yes. Underlining, yes. undermining people in general. Right. And, and, and that was my biggest complaint with uh, Congresswoman, I believe, the I, Tlaib, Tlaib, okay. uh, where she said, we're going to impeach that motherfucker. Yeah. I don't have a problem with the use of the motherfucker as much as I have the as much as I have the problem with when you use that kind of yeah, language. Yeah, if she had said democracy, motherfucker, you're like, oh, okay, I'm cool. down with that. All right, fine, yeah, democracy, <laughs> yeah, love it, yeah. But the uh, but when you're talking about like peaching a sitting, a sitting president, yeah. you're a freshman congresswoman, yeah. You don't un- like when you use that kind of language. Mm-hmm. Yes, Trump uses that language all the time, but look what that's done, right? To the credibility of government right and the credibility of um of our institutions right or the decline of norms like we've talked about yeah like it's just meh. but maybe and that's so, the then, new norm but uh-huh. democrats ran on restoring those norms i know I so saw hold that. your yeah. own accountable right if you if on the plat on this to and hold your own accountable to the standard that you ran on right it's I, I want to hold Trump accountable for some sort of standard, but he ran on this. Right. Like he oh, yeah. ran with this stuff and you're just like, okay, he's terrible. Right. He's always been terrible in my mind. Right. But I voted for this party in the right. last election for the most part because of this, because of their rhetoric to restore civil political discourse mm-hmm. and some sort of standard when it comes to right. what, you know, 
how they're going to conduct themselves, mm-hmm. trying to restore those incredibly important norms right. that need to happen in order for democracy to exist. Right. Absolutely. So. And then you just have this... And we've talked about this, but I mean, who is going to be the one to... I don't know. Don't sink to that level because now it's like, how are you going to, regardless of what happens now, that's an argument that can be made against the Democrats. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, well they said they were going to peach this motherfucker. So regardless of what happens legislatively, that's where she's coming from or that's where they're coming from. Exactly. And, and not that I, th- I think that most Trump supporters, if you're, if you're still supporting this guy at this point, I don't like. There really is nothing that he can do to keep you right. from supporting him. Right. There so isn't. I don't know how there much isn't. damage it really, her words could really have. Congresswoman, uh, the congresswoman's words could really have. At least you're getting congresswoman right this time. I never get gender <laughs> pronouns right. I switch gender pronouns. Right. Um. <clears throat> anyways, the congresswoman's words. Yeah. I mean, I I I, I argued that. When I first read that, I, was, I said it's going to undermine the Mueller probe because they're just going to use her words as when the Mueller when the when Mueller comes eventually releases what what he's found right. that they're just going to say well this was just a democratic witch hunt right to regain po- political power look at these words they're they're planning on impeaching him before his exactly before his findings were yeah. out so it undermines the Mueller investigation mm-hmm. but who's it undermining at this point right the people who. The people who are un- who need convincing it really kind of at this point, yeah, yeah, have already made up their minds that right. they don't care, right? Because it wasn't Hillary, right? So by any means necessary, the mm-hmm. president presidency of the United States was up for grabs by any means necessary as long as it wasn't Hillary in their yeah. minds, yeah, 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 yeah. Ends justified mm-hmm. the means no matter what the means were, right? Because I mean, and I think that that's where like kind of that. I was just thinking now about uh, when you were talking earlier about the wall and like that promise, this whole, that's all it is. It's not, that's the only reason he's pushing so hard for it. Mm-hmm. It's because it's something that he can say, look, I said this since day one and I got it done. Exactly. And he knows that if he doesn't deliver this wall, yeah. it's the end of his presidency. Yes, absolutely. This Ooh. is, this is, Ooh, his, this yeah. is his political life. Right. Yeah. I think that's fair. It's so stupid, though. Exactly. <laughs> it's so dumb. Like, really? Really? Like, I saw this image that said uh, vulnerable spots on the U.S. border, and it was like squiggly line on the West <laughs> Coast, North, and East Coast, and then it was like build a wall, and it pointed at the southern border. Like, yeah. um, Did you read that USA Today article? Oh, I don't know. That Angela shared? No. Okay, you should go and read that. Okay. It's like nine. It says the title is like nine... Nine, um, nine facts about the wall mm-hmm. you should know before President Trump's speech. Okay, and it talks about exactly that. I'll pull that it up. Majority of the places where they could even build a wall without using eminent domain already has fences on it, and the areas that don't have fence are being patrolled by drones and other in like in motion right. det- motion detecting sensors right. that alert um, that alert Homeland Security officers when there's movement on those. You know, desert and mountain mountainous regions that yeah. are typically not uh, can't be traversed by motorized vehicle. Mm-hmm. So, in most in most department most department uh, of justice officials believe that that kind of technology is much more effective at stopping illegal immigration than a wall. Yeah, 
Even conservative think tanks, according to this article, mm-hmm. they cited a couple of them, the Cato Institute being one of them, mm-hmm. as saying that they're against the wall because they think it's the least effective way to curb <laughs> immigration. And, they're, and they take a very anti-immigrant stance most of the time. They're not for they they think immigration hurts the american workers so they they think that so they've you know they have their own ways of how they think trump should focus his time on stopping immigration it is also said that um 2017 saw a in what was it in 2000 2000 there was 1.6 million, million people apprehended and in 2017 there was only one there was 1.3 million apprehended mm-hmm. and then in 2018 there was only two, four hundred thousand. Four hundred thousand. Yeah, that's one thing that I was making. That's the point I was making when I was playing online, talking to that guy. I was like, dude, like, there's a record low of numbers recently of people being apprehended crossing the border illegally. What is the point of this? What is the point? Yeah. You're wasting money. That's why when I saw that GoFundMe just skyrocketing with people putting their own money, yeah, I was hyped. I was like, cool. If that's what you want to do, do it. Mm-hmm. Don't spend my tax money on that shit. Don't do it. If people want to raise money, okay, cool. If that's really what you want to do and you really want to put all your money towards that, all right. Yeah, they raised 0.5% of it, but... Right. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> there's no way, but I mean... And, and that's just material cost. That's right, that, That's not right. labor... Um, that's not that's not labor costs, and that's just what their estimate was. And when was the last time a government project ever stayed on budget? Right. Oh, it's gonna. It would be over. It'd be so expensive. And plus, the Democrats have a, pl- a political reason for not funding the wall. They ran on not funding the wall. Right. They right. just ran a yeah, midterm election on not funding the wall. So if they right. go and fund the wall, they're losers to to, to their constituents. Mm-hmm. And you have moderates like Nancy Pelosi, who's trying to fend off more radicals. Yes. In her own party. Mm-hmm. And. If she sees us caving into Trump like that, that's going to give radicals like Ocasio Cortez right. a mouthpiece to then go out and uh, to you know get on her soapbox and start talking about how you know we need to not compromise with with President Trump. Mm-hmm. It's the same tactics, the same thing that happened in the Republican Party with the with the Tea Party, right? In, in that's what you the, said. In over over and instead of the border wall, it was Obamacare, right? And this is what happens when our political discourses become so volatile. Yeah, yeah. You've got these symbols that yes. have becomes that become basically no man's land mm-hmm. with both sides entrenched on both uh, both sides entrenched on either side of it nobody right. moves right i mean this is pretty dumb though oh no i mean <laughs> if, if you, i don't want to i i guess i it, i it sounds like i'm trying to draw equivalency between right, the, the right. border wall and uh you know socialism and Obamacare, which helped actually helped people yes um yeah it, it but it's a symbol to that side's bigotry and hatred they, I, I think most people know that it's not effective. Do you think it's wall, racism? It's or racism. Xenophobia? Is xenophobia and racism really that different? No, but I mean, do you think that's what it is? I think it is. Okay. I think I think it's I think I think the the wall is so important to them because it it because what it symbolizes more than what it accomplishes. Right. And it, and I think that it's such a symbol of that isolationist attitude as well. Like no we're good like we don't need any of you people or you know what i mean Mm -hmm. there's a complete disconnect of any international willingness to work together yeah that i mean if there's anything that symbolizes that this presidency i think that is great (laughs) as far as representing what he and how he feels his attitudes Mm -hmm. yeah uh, quinnipiac university poll showed that 54 percent of the nation doesn't support the wall and only in two out of the three think it's a it's even important 
Oh, two out of two thirds think it's not important right. enough to prioritize. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, I, he's fighting a losing battle because he's trying to cater to what little percentage of his base he's got left. I hope. I hope. Uh, Business Insider had a really uh, did a really good comparison of mm-hmm. percentage change in um, terms of support right. for the president. Mm-hmm. And in 2017, it was like in the states that he won, he was maintaining pretty much the same percentage of what, like pretty much the same, there wasn't much percentage change. Right. In 2018, mm-hmm. in states that he won, mm-hmm. it's dropped anywhere from 3 to 7%. Ooh. In states that Hillary Clinton won, yeah. it's dropped by even more percentage points than that. The support for him? For support for him. Wow. So it's... It's going to be a tough. There's still the the problem is he still maintains. Um, he he he's above water in Ohio and mm-hmm, Florida, mm-hmm. which are key battleground states. Right. There's definitely, I looking at it, there is definitely a path to his presidency in 2020. Mm-hmm. It's I mean it looks marginal, but it looked marginal in 2016. Right. So you never know. But it's going to be tough, <laughs> yeah. especially if he doesn't deliver this border wall. Yeah. And he understands that. Right. Yeah. I don't know how people, and I guess it's because we're just seeing this continuation of like voting against your own interests or support supporting against your own interests. But like I said, with the taxes, like to me, it's a little frustrating that the money that I pay into this tax pool, if mm-hmm. you will, is going to fund something that. I fundamentally disagree with and not that there aren't other things that it'll go to like who knows how many Mm -hmm. different like sneaky war or attacks of violence the military might be doing that I might disagree with or may disagree with or whatever or may agree with the point is is that this is a waste of money it makes no fucking sense and there's no good justification and we're gonna pay for it yeah and and their supporters can say like yeah that's cool with me and it's I don't know if it's whether they're not looking it up or not. Well, I'm sure they're not looking it up. I'm sure they're not doing research because as within my small circle I have seen, nobody knows shit and they can't tell me yeah. why things are happening. And so they're just like, yeah, build it. I'll pay for it. Sure. This guy said to me, he's like, Uh-oh. I have family on the border. I have family that live on the border, so I know a lot more about this than you do. It's like, well... <laughs> What does that have to do with knowledge? You have family right. that lives on the border, therefore you know more about this than right. I do. You just said that President Trump didn't exaggerate. Like the original comment was that President Trump didn't exaggerate the four thousand terrorists that the what border patrol on the southern border caught. Was he didn't exaggerate that? Was yes. the argument? The, okay. The guys ex- said that Trump didn't exaggerate. It. Okay. Somebody came back with him and said it was actually six people. And then the guy said, well, six people can still do a lot of damage. So you just admitted that Trump him you just undermined your original point saying that Trump didn't exaggerate by admitting that 3, it, even, even six people. Yeah. So then and he's like, and then he and then I chimed in with something. and He's like, well, I know more about this than you because I have someone who lives on the border on the border. Well, to I was I did some research on the on uh, criminality on mm-hmm, the border mm-hmm. Two on 21 of the 23 counties that mm-hmm. border that are on the border. Yeah. 21 of the 23 have below average uh, crime rates. Right. I guarantee you a lot of those citizens are armed. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> but I'm just saying it's to say that all go look at the border and you'll right. see what an open border is causing. Right. 
they have below average crime rates. Yeah. Are there drugs coming in? Is it supporting a violent industry? Absolutely. But most of the another another uh, point that that USA article, yeah. USA Today article brings up is that majority of the drugs are being brought in via legal transportation. Oh. They're being smuggled in on on tractor trailers. They're being smuggled in in, in, in vehicles through legit checkpoints. Oh wow! The, this like you know huffing a backpack full of heroin yeah. over you know across the Rio Grande Point on foot isn't happening because it's such an inefficient way of, yeah. of getting of getting mass amounts of drugs. Those across. Are, if anything, those are probably more of distractions of like, look over here, look at the drugs we're bringing across when really they're bringing it through kind of these. And, and that's the article that the, the, the author made is uh-huh. that all of this trying to track down individuals yeah. has taken resor- by the Trump administration has taken away resources of actually finding oh. massive quantities of drugs coming across through, you know, through more ports cons- or, through ports or checkpoints. Yeah, that's an interesting argument. Mm hmm. And that makes more sense. Yeah. Hmm. Well, anyways, I hate everyone and uh, impeach that <laughs> motherfucker. I'm just kidding. But uh, do you have? You said you had some things. What do you got, dude? Well, okay. So the whole thing about this uh, this presidential state of emergency. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So Trump has alluded to it that yeah. he would use a, a state of emergency. To, I'm excited to watch it to build the wall. Then he could instruct the military to to build the wall. Hmm. So. Of the there's there's the border is one thousand nine hundred and thirty <laughs> something miles long. Yeah. Right now there stands over six hundred, so six hundred something miles of that nineteen hundred miles mm-hmm. is already has fence fences on it that keep you know that are effective at keeping people from crossing right by themselves. Excuse me. Of the rest of it, mm-hmm. most of it is either barren desert. That most people, it would it takes. That's risky. It's very risky. Yeah. Incredibly mountainous, hard terrain. Yeah. To to cross, mm-hmm. which would also make it incredibly hard to build a wall on. Mm-hmm. Or it's private property. Right. Oh yeah. That so if you're going to use a state of emergency, that means you deploy the military. Mm-hmm. There's this thing called the third the third amendment, mm-hmm. which means what's that on? Huh? What's that a part of? The, the the Bill of Rights. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know the Constitution. <laughs> right, right. So the uh, it it's the only way that the federal government can take possession of that land is mm-hmm. through eminent domain. Right. Or it's state of like if he just calls a state of emergency mm-hmm. and he puts U.S. he he uses the military to build the wall. Mm-hmm. He's now quartering military personnel on private property. Mm-hmm. That is in direct violation of the Third Amendment of the Constitution. Yeah. But it's but we only care about the second yeah. amendment of the constitution. Yes. Don't touch un, cannot be infringed. No. No restrictions ever on guns no matter ever. what. Period. Right. But we're going to ignore all yeah, of the, the violations of those just, other amendments that right. that well, well just you know, what's the third amendment? The quartering yeah. act. What, the, where was this? It's after the second, dude. It's obviously less important. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Thomas Jefferson said in no particular order, mm. but uh, right, they just—I mean—it's listed one to ten. They're yeah. all equal in importance. Mm-hmm. It, there's not a hierarchical rank. Right. I was giggling earlier because what would it take in this state of uh, address or whatever for for you to like be on board with building the wall? <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing because I because I actually think that there's an economic benefit to having having. In, you know, open borders. Right. Obviously, you need checks on make sure bad people aren't coming right, in. There's right. a there's obviously got to be a system 
in place. Mm-hmm. But there is provable statistical evidence that to a post-industrial economy, an economy like ours needs influx of immigrant of immigration. Yeah. It's just, in a service sector economy, we need immigration to fill those jobs. Right. It's, I just not all, I just, there's economic reasons, there's political reasons, mm-hmm. there's humanitarian Social. reasons, yeah. all sorts of reasons why this, this wall is just not a good idea. And I can't come up with one that it is. Right. I mean, there's, there's no, ju- I, please help me try to come up with a justification <laughs> for this wall because maybe I'll get less angry. Right, right. I 100% agree. But like I told you, like my interactions with everyone, like they can't give me one. Yeah. They can't give me one. That's all I ask. That's does that's not a high demand. Give me one? Not one. Yeah. You could say that um his Syria policy, he's ending the war in Syria. He's ending US you know, US troops on the ground. Mm-hmm. You wanted to see an end to the to the wars in the Middle East? Mm-hmm. He's Right, and he's in the process of doing it. Although right. he's kind of backtracked and then didn't backtrack. Have you no, followed no. that at all? No. <laughs> what a mess. So you know how he tweeted on, back on De- like December sixteenth, okay. that the United States would be withdrawing from Syria. Yes, he got hammered on that. Mattis yes. resigns over it. Yeah, and allegedly, it just so happens he tweeted it the next day. Mattis turns in his resignation. Yeah, has been a pro- huge proponent of America's involvement in the Middle East. Right. You can disagree with that philosophy or what or whatnot. Either way, it causes Department of Defense. Yeah. Is his uh, it, it, the head of the Department of Defense is his defense secretary to resign. Mm-hmm. Um, which begs the question: If you had such a fundamental disagreement, why did you hire him in the first place? If you if if you guys had such a fundamental difference, right, on opinion, on security and defense strategy yeah why did you hire him as your def- as your as your D- as your head of your of your dod i don't know whatever different question for a different time <laughs> so I'll, I'll, let me answer that real quick i think that like i don't know okay this is just me my opinion but i think it was his way to like appease certain demographics that yes i would agree yeah um he, he but he also i think he he is he is what? He is. Um, oh, you're watching it right now. I just pulled up his pulled Twitter up. to okay. kind of look at some of the things he's tweeted recently while you talk about. Gotcha. This. So he. Um, so then he takes a ton of heat for it. Right. And John Bolton, our, our allies in the region, mm-hmm. Turkey, others um, are like, well, what is what does that mean? Yeah. Like, what does it mean? Like immediate drawdown. Right. Like, when, when is your timetable? Like we've yeah. got troops deployed in Syria. Mm-hmm. What does this mean? Yeah. Like we're in a coalition. Yes. You just can't tweet and then be like, Oh, we're out. Pull the plug. Yeah. Like that's not how international relations work, dude. You've got commitments. Yeah. You have to notify people of your intentions. You can't just take your ball and go home. Well, he tweeted it. God. <laughs> so, so Bolton. Do you think all of these international like leaders have like their notifications sent like turned on for whenever Trump tweets so that it immediately gets sent to their? They phones? have to, right? Like so, so, um, so Bolt Bolton, his net, uh, uh, John Bolton, his national security advisor, mm-hmm. come comes out and says publicly that what Trump. It, what Trump meant to say was that it's going to be a, it's going yeah. to be a strategic drawdown. It's going to happen over a backpedal, period of time. Backpedal, We're backpedal. not going to leave until the Islamic State has been completely defeated. Right. And we can, whatever. So he comes out and says that. Mm-hmm. 
Trump tweets the next day <laughs> that he didn't mean no, he meant what he said. Oh completely my undercutting word. his 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 national security advisor publicly. Yeah. And then two days later comes out and says, No, it will be a, a strategic drawdown. We still have strategic interests in the region, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. He in th- like less than a month. Yeah switched four times his opinion on troops in Syria. Yeah. I d- how how do you argue for that? The 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 instability, the the lack of like self-checking, just impulsiveness of just like eh, fuck it. Well, he said it though. Yeah. He said it that he trusts his intuition. That's how he makes his decisions. He doesn't need to read. <laughs> Because he trusts his intu- he trusts his intuition. Oh my! God. I'm close quoting him, but I'm paraphrasing right. him. But that's essentially what he says. Yeah, I know more about this than everybody else. I know more about walls. I know more about all of this. Right. I have a feeling. Right. Well, you know what? You know who? Where does where his best? Seemingly, where right. is he the most happy? In what? In what? Where are the negotiations where he comes home think claiming he's what he's mm-hmm. gotten the most out of mm-hmm. when he deals with strongmen? Right. Yes, Xi Jinping. Yeah. Oh, I had a great meeting with the with the uh, with the premier of China. Right. Kim Jong Un. Yes. Oh, we're best friends. Yes. Putin, love that guy. Yeah. Erdogan in Turkey. Mm-hmm. We're, oh, we're we're best friends now after right. a dust up. You know, back in November. Mm-hmm. But. I, Why do you think that is? Because they have, they have they built a profile on this guy. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows it. Yeah. They're able to, if you just go and you, you, they, you they're you, reading, you woo him, <laughs> right? You right. give him, f- you know, you just use platitudes and you, mm-hmm. you just fake admira- admiration mm-hmm. for this guy. He's going to give you whatever he wants. Right. He basically gave Turkey everything they wanted in Syria and the United States got nothing mm-hmm. from that. Because yeah. Turkey wanted the United States out of Syria because they thought that the United States was, was backing the Kurdish, uh, mm-hmm. the Kurdish mm-hmm. army. We can get. I don't want to get into the weeds on this, right. but essentially, he he, or him and him and Erdogan yeah. had the United States and, and Turkey were were very contentious over mm-hmm. Syria. Trump backs down. Him and Erdogan have a talk. Before that, yeah. they have a talk. Trump announces that he's leaving Syria. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they're best friends again. It's just. In, <laughs> there's n- there's just no strategy to it. There's there's no thought process from the United States point. It just seems so archaic or childish. Like, just tell me how cool I am, and I'll let you slide. And then who doesn't do that to him? Who doesn't praise him with admiration? Right. Our, Our allies, traditional allies. Yes. And he hates them. Hates them. And he supports anyone undermining them or trying to overthrow them or or replace them Mm -hmm. he's tight dude do you see what wilbur (laughs) ross said the uh, the commerce secretary no that if xi jinping doesn't reach a deal with president trump on trade that there's going to be a peasant revolt in china yeah a peasant revolt uh, I think he thinks like this is like 1950s Maoist China. I think yeah. Wil- Wilbur Ross is like super old. The dude's like on his deathbed. He's like oh. in his 80s. <laughs> He's the guy that said like uh, he used a can of Campbell's soup mm-hmm. when talking about the aluminum tariffs. He's like, there's there'll only be a two percent increase on cans of aluminum soup. Have you have you not have you, have you seen that? No. Look up Wilbur Ross okay. like uh, Campbell's uh, Campbell's <laughs> soup. Like the guy is way out of touch because the dude's super old. Like. 
the guy is in, in oh no philosophically I oh a, no <laughs> philosophically i have a huge disagreement with this guy because he says he's an adam smith denier which right means he doesn't believe in free trade yeah so this whole this the whole trying to label trump as a capitalist mm-hmm. it's just ridiculous because his own commerce secretary the guy in charge of trade essentially doesn't believe in it right so anyway hmm. i'm just rambling right now but no that's okay i'm gonna see i'm gonna check this out okay okay i have it up all right so this is wilbur ross <laughs> right after the announcement of the uh 10% aluminum tariffs and 25% steel tariffs he went on the morning rounds on the sunday shows yeah and was trying to defend it so here's here's the clip yeah you can uh it's on youtube under like trump official defense tariff with can of soup <laughs> watch in the can of Campbell's soup, there's about 2.6 cents, 2.6 pennies <laughs> worth of steel. So if that goes up by 25%, that's about six tenths of one cent on the price of a can of Campbell's soup. So who in the world is going to be too bothered by six tenths of a cent? If the only Holy thing they bought, crap. if the only thing they bought of aluminum was Campbell's soup cans, yeah, I like fell asleep during that. <laughs> oh my word, I've never seen that. That's the Commerce Secretary of That's the United great. States. That's great. He's nearly dead. So yeah, the peasants are gonna rise up. Are gonna rise up and revolt in China. Like I, I think <sighs> that this guy's the last time he read anything about China. Mm-hmm. Like what, you know, like the social complexities right. of China, like right. what's going on on the ground in China, was probably like during the 1950s when there was, was actual farming peasants. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like China is so urbanized now. Just that, that, just how uneducated you are about the world or about a country you're in economic competition with. Mm-hmm. And you're the Secretary of Commerce? Yeah. I love it. MAGA, bro, MAGA. Well, and then to, and then to <laughs> assume that the um, that that China that China's de- economic decline is solely because of Trump's tariffs, right? It's not, right? They can't. Sus- they've been sustained somehow, been able to sustain fourteen percent growth for the better part of the last decade and a half. Right? Yeah, that's incredibly tough. That was going to slow down. Everybody's been predicting it forever, yeah. and it just so happens that it's, you're starting to see it now. During Trump's presidency. Yeah. So, so rad. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I mean, yes, the trade war is not helping. It's making right. it worse. Right. And it's going to make the recovery prolonged. Mm-hmm. But it's not the sole proprietor of what of what ills China's economy. Right. So, anyway. It's misrepresentation of what's happening in China, but then also just kind of the backwards way of looking at China. Like, Absolutely. oh, they're just a bunch of peasants and they're going to like they're going to revolt like they did against the Song dynasty. Right. It's like, what, what is... <laughs> I think that backwards attitude is, is kind of the norm mm-hmm. for this administration. Just the way that they... I mean, they're all rapists and drug dealers in yeah. Mexico. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just that... that I, I don't know. It's just a weird, and then... <laughs> well, it's the same way, like, popular British literature writing about Africa during right, the 1800s. Right. You know, just the things that, you know, they described them. You know, Africa, you know, at the Africans were children. Mm-hmm. They needed... Right. Um, you know, they needed civilization. Right, they right. Had, uh, they're, they can't possibly be, you know, equal to us. They're, yeah. they're less, you know, they're lesser. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the same kind of superiority complex. Yeah. 
And and it's how insane is it that that manipulation is working? It's working on people in this most country. People, most people don't have, like, a lot of the population doesn't have an education outside more than yeah. high school. And most of them don't travel more than 25 miles around, like, away yeah. from their home. I was thinking about own. it more and more recently, like, without going back to school, I was such a dummy. I was, so, and I know we've talked about kind of the evolution and, and, you know, the evolution that you have had in mm-hmm. experience as far as like being able to think critically and for yourself as you've kind of self-described. But I've never really thought about myself until recently, just thinking about like how also blind I was. I mean, I don't really have examples, mm-hmm. but just kind of turned off from things and just no interest in something or or if i hear something i take it at face value um there was something in the news recently that kind of had to do with my the company the the parent company of my work oh wow and uh everyone was like and it had specifically to do with the department i work in oh wow! (laughs) yeah but everybody was like looks like you're out of a job jeff you're out of a job and I was like, hmm. So I went back. Wait, who was saying this to you? Everybody. Seriously? All the dock workers, all the drivers. Like, looks like your whole department's going down the drain. So I went and did a ton of research. And mm-hmm. I finally asked my boss about it today. And everything I had found in the research was exactly what's going on. Um, there was a whistleblower who blew the whistle on some information he didn't know everything about. And so he's trying to sue the company and he really doesn't have a case because what he's claiming is, is, is like the, the, the law, mm-hmm. it's the standard for the industry across the board. And he's trying to say that it's not and his lawyers are blah, 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 blah. But everybody was like, your, your whole department's going down. And I, I asked my boss, I was like, so what's going on with that? And he's like, it's just some disgruntled either you know, customer or employee who's just trying to get some money. And I was like, that's pretty much what I gathered from because there were other industry, other industry carriers who were Mm -hmm. like, no, everything they're doing is industry standard. We do the same thing. So it's just, but for me, the nerd I am, I'm like, Hmm. So I start researching it and reading all these articles and comparing different opinions and looking at different. And then like I looked at the initial day when this came out and then looked a few days later Mm -hmm. and then looked a week later and just kind of gathered the information, compared it back in the day. I never would have done anything like that. Yeah. And nobody else at work did. They're just like, you're screwed. (laughs) You're fired. So much easier though. It is so much easier. It's kind of like, I wonder if ignorance really is bliss until you're like dead. Until you get murdered by your government, ignorance is probably tight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would definitely. And I think the reason why I th- I've often said the only the only way I mean, I guess I've said the only way he loses support is mm-hmm. not funding the wall. Right. But also as long as the economy, as long as the pocketbooks of, yeah. of of his voters aren't hurt, yeah, they have no real incentive to to care about anything else because all the, everything else doesn't really affect them, right? Does international relations, what's going on in Syria, great dren- point. really affect? Unless you've got a unless you have a family member over there, right? 
That's what really, I was going to. Does, does it really affect? Does it really affect you? Do yeah. You have more than five minutes to even think about it. Let it go. Research. Right. Different opinions on uh, defense strategy. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm researching it on the clock and getting paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I. But that's part, the point. Part, of, part of me ahead, is yeah. like. Part of me is like. I want to. I want to. I, like I want to be angry at them, but the other part of it's just like, okay, well, at what did they have the opportunities that I had to be able to go right, to school did, right. and all that kind of stuff? And so I don't. I, I think don't know. I think you have a great point by saying that like it's not directly affecting them, but then you you're always seeing these articles of like communities or industries or people that his actions are directly affecting mm-hmm. but it's like those might be so small that it either gets described as fake news or overlooked yeah which is too bad because most people don't travel right and most people generally don't have a, an education that forces them to look further than their home little region right well and and look at like the evolution of society and how instant everything is mm-hmm. and how much easier it is to just watch something to get your information or like we've talked about how how simplified a political point can be made in a meme yeah. and it's like oh yeah i agree with that mm-hmm. and that's it and then you move on opposed to actually reading but now anything that is like any source any news source that you have to read is fake news yeah but i mean i you you and I have written research and written like there's a lot of work that goes into what just the little that we've done and there are so many articles and and uh investigations that have been done on by journalists that are just now just pushed to the side and ignored mm-hmm. and described as fake news and yeah. that's terrible definitely and and think about the four. I mean, I just want to bring up like the yeah. look at the four hundred, the four hundred thousand federal employees that are that are working yes. without pay. Yes. If you're tra- if you're listening to this and you're traveling, like yeah. you're going through TSA, thank those people. Yeah. Because yeah. they are the they are the wall that is keeping terrorists from hijacking planes and right. driving them and flying them into another building. Right. Because th- without those people doing their jobs, yeah, our our travel isn't our air travel isn't safe. And they're working without pay right now. Presidential Medal of Freedom for the TSA. They should get one. <laughs> Every single one of those people should be thanked for what they're doing because they are working without pay right now. My buddy works for the TSA. Really? Yeah. Well, thank you to your buddy. Yeah. Thanks, Seth. Um, and, yeah. I, and, it's, and, it's, and it's so sad. Yeah. Like, um, Kylie, she works at a credit union. Yeah. And she had a, uh, a member come in mm-hmm. and said, like, I'm... You know, I'm a federal employee. I can't make my car payment. Oh my word! And it's just like they, he was like, in almost in tears. He's like, Desperate. this has never happened to me in my life. Like, yeah. Like he's like, I'm not a bad person. I've saved, but it's like I don't like. And it can only last so long. It can only last so long. Yeah. And he's like, I don't. He's like, I. How do I? He's like, what do I do? Yeah. It, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, that's absolutely terrible. And and and. and, and and he's and he is he's holding those people's he's ruining those people's lives right for his wall. Well, everyone who is now not getting paid because of the shutdown, all those federal employees are Democrats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That's what he said. Yeah, he I know, said I know that. that. I, I I know. Oh my God! How does that not alienate a lot of people? I mean. You're a Democrat, so therefore you don't deserve to be paid? For your job? 
Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. How do how have we come here? I d- I don't know. I don't know how we came here this fast. I, fast. I, like because, a year. Because, because this this whole like image has been this whole narrative, this whole reality mm-hmm. has been being spun by Rush Limbaugh and Mark Levin going right. back to the mid nineties mm-hmm. under Clinton. But it never like it wasn't mainstream until the Tea Party got a little bit of foothold in power and then right. they, they they struggled. They floundered through the two thousand twelve and two thousand and then, you know, the twenty four and two thousand twelve and two thousand uh fourteen elections. Mm-hmm. They couldn't and then all of a sudden Trump gets elected and boom, just right explosion right. onto the scene and now it's our now it, it's it's our image it's right. who we are is it's like what our it's the face of our nation now mm-hmm. I, man i i don't know where we go from here how do we wreck how do we reconcile with somebody who 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 believes you don't deserve to be paid because of your political your supposed political mm-hmm. affiliation i don't know anything about you but because you work for the government you must be a democrat Therefore, I have all of this litany of this a whole laundry list of things that I think about you, even mm-hmm. though I haven't spoken a word to you. Right. And you don't even deserve to get paid for your work. Those people will agree with that. People want the worst of the other tribe. And you see it all the time in these comment sections. You go to a post that is pro Trump or pro air quotes of Republican. Sorry, Jake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and they're just like, screw these Democrats. They don't deserve anything. They don't deserve to even be a part of the system or to be a part of the, the institutions or to be paid. And, I mean, one thing that's really been bugging me is just this, this idea of, like, um, ideals and, and conservatism in not in the political or government sense but in like what you believe Mm -hmm. and just this like how that is shaping and forcing the because you have extremes there are extremes on both sides so you have this liberalism in that sense in the contrast of the conservatism and they're just like the regardless of what is shaping your your morals it's this influence of how that everybody's morals should be your morals mm-hmm. that what you believe is how everybody should think and believe and i'm seeing it more and more and more like we we need more of this or more of that within schools or institutions or or within you know there's all these these just statements made online that i'm seeing all the time but then you have a president who is fucking porn stars and it's like if this is what you believe and you're going to be founded on whether it's religion or whether it's just this natural or just idealistic or whatever it is, mm-hmm. how do you you put it so simply like like what you just said when you put it as simple as it's it literally that simple. If you disagree with Trump, he believes that you just shouldn't get paid. If you put it as simply as that, it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. If you put it as simply as he has had sex and cheated on his wife with porn stars. That's disgusting. But on the flip side, you have these supporters and these conservatives who are just like, well, we want these very valued institutions and we want these very valued and and these liberals are trying to like, they're all baby killers and abortionists and all that that stuff. But I don't know where I'm going with this, but I think on the, what my point is, is that like, if you were to present them with a very simple statement of like, here's what he's doing. 
and if you simplify it, he's arguing that if you disagree with him, you shouldn't get paid. Mm-hmm. I don't know how people look at that and go, okay, yeah, I get that. I agree. Or here's the man. Say he's not the president. You present it like that. Here's a man. Do you agree with a man who has been married for X amount of years, has an affair with someone who's in the porn industry? I'm not degrading the porn industry or what she is or who she is. And you just simplify it to that base level of idea and you present that to people. I guarantee you a lot of these very morally conservative people would be disgusted with that. Mm -hmm. But then you're like, but it's Trump. And then it's okay. Yeah. I think that's the point I was making. No, that, I, I, that's a that's a valid argument. Uh, about it's weird, dude. It's scary. The double, the double standard. Yeah, they're all, dude, the hypocrisy they're, they're is over, fucking infuriating. They're, they're, over, <laughs> they're just so willing to overlook. Right. And I think that you had a good point when you said that as far as like their pay. When you put these these ideas and these these objectives of Donald Trump in a very simplistic way, mm-hmm. if, if you were to say that anybody else was doing that, a lot of people would kind of be turned off by that or disagree with that. But then once you say that it's it's Trump and it's his idea and it's what he's doing, it's like you have to support that yeah. because he's the representative of your tribe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And have you noticed an uptick in people like kind of making half-hearted, but you could tell they're they're kind of they're they're kind of fascinated with the idea of a civil war? Yes, that's what I'm saying. They don't care. Like when when he says, "Oh, they're all Democrats, so they're not getting paid. So who cares?" People thrive on that. I I think that is a reflection of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. As this uptick in like, I mean, if we got to go to war, we got to go to war for what we believe. Yeah, that is fucking. You're insane. willing. You're willing. You're willing to tear this country apart. Yes. For what? For what? Honestly, for what? Because you want the Pledge of Allegiance forced into every student in every school every day all the time. I mean, if that's the hill you're going to die on, I guess, dude. But that's weird. (laughs) That's weird. Instead of like, (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Instead of keeping the country intact and and working on democracy Mm -hmm. and international relationships and the better of the the better world and a better future for your child now fuck it i'll kill someone who disagrees with me yeah (laughs) it just the civil war became inevitable when two groups of people could not agree on whether african-americans were were human like were human human i think that's fair yeah and you are starting to see the dehumanization absolutely creep up in the rhetoric mm-hmm. of certain groups of people. Right. It's not to the level of the no, of, of no. the civil war. Yeah, yeah. We're not talking about two massive right. populations. We're not talking about anything as serious as you know the abolition of right. slavery. Right. But you see a lot of parallels. Absolutely. It's that that empathy and and humility and recognition. Recon- recognition that like these people are marginalized and these people have been shit on for decades if not centuries Mm -hmm. and you have a side who's like maybe we should see what we can do to to kind of make this place a better place yeah and people are disagree with that yeah it's weird they're like no fuck that this is my country get the fuck out Mm -hmm. that is the line and we'll we'll defend it with bullets right i've seen like well i've seen 
comment back to people are like, well, there's, you know, there's, there's, you, you build the, you build your steel slat fence, Mm -hmm. you know, eight feet high, there's 10 foot ladders. Yeah. Well, what happens when that ladder is reinforced? Like when that wall is reinforced with a bullet, Mm -hmm. you're going to kill somebody who's looking for a better, to better their lives. Yeah. Generally traveling with their family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're, you're going to, you're going to kill them. That's scary, dude. That's what I'm talking about. You're terrifying because you're not the one having to pull the trigger. Right. That's a great point. I'll just send someone else's son to do my do my bidding. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, we'll, fucked we'll, up. We'll dude. send. We'll send. Think of you know, Think about that that's mentality. Up. <laughs> I'm fine with killing these people, but it's not going to be me pulling. The right. It'll be a drone or somebody else's controlling that, or somebody else's son or mm-hmm. father yeah. doing, or or mother mm-hmm. or sister or wife doing the job. Yeah. Because that's what I think should happen. That's fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it's just. That's a great point. I think that's an excellent point. It's terrifying, but I think that's a good point. Yeah, there's a lot of people like getting to in. You see, I see a lot of the well, we're gonna have to overthrow the government because of you know passing a gun legis passing a gun legislation. Right, they're infringing on our rights. That is our own. That is a people's only safeguard to keep a government from encroaching upon us right the second amendment is not your only tool it's not the only tool and it should be your last resort yeah check out thinking the, logically the voting be... episode on to the republic <laughs> <laughs> there is a whole there's a whole 10 amendments yes that is your safeguard right against a tyrannical government yeah and i just it drives me nuts about people who want to make a constitutional argument mm-hmm. about the second amendment and they don't even understand their own rights. They don't know. They don't understand their own gun laws. They don't even take the yes. time to educate themselves about the firearms that they own. I can't tell you as a gun, as a person working at a gun counter who's sold guns for the last decade. Yeah. How many times I've had people come in and be like, "Yeah, do you have a magazine for my gun?" Or and I'm like, "Well, what make and model? I don't know." How do you not I don't know? know? How do you not know what you own? It's a like it's your gun. Whoa, dude! This happens all the time where people just don't know what they have. That's freaking terrifying. People will be like, "Oh, I need I need ammo for my gun." Well, what do you what do you have? Well, um, uh, it looks like this one over here. It's a three hundred. <laughs> well, what type of three hundred? Uh, I don't know. There's three hundred Win Mag, three hundred Savage, three hundred three hundred Short Mag. Like it's just. I, I, it's like you're you're talking about oh they're going to come in and pinch my impingement they're infringing upon my rights to own right. guns like what did what do you do to responsibly own these guns that's terrifying dude you're a merchant of death i am a merchant of death <laughs> i i can't do i am losing my mind working at yeah counters man i can't imagine dude because um, i mean i can refuse like right sale right to anybody and i have but it has to be for like a really like specific reason. They right. have to pretty much tell me they're going to do something illegal Ooh. or they're purchasing it for have somebody you had else. That? Not the purchasing of it. I know you've had No, that. I've never had anybody tell me like, oh, I'm gonna go like do something bad with Yeah, me. yeah. But I had one th- I'll share a story. Okay. I love these stories. I had um this is it's not a good story. Okay. I had this, this Oh god. This woman came in <laughs> No, I'm already turned off. I don't want to hear it. Okay, well, tell it. And all she Oh, I feel like bad with laughing, but I loved your, I loved your, don't tell it, but okay, tell it. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway. Um, so she came in and I just had this, this bad feeling. Okay. And I, I told my manager, I was like, I don't want to, like, I don't feel comfortable selling this gun. And I kind of got like, kind of got forced into, into selling it. They're right. like, well, do you have a reason? I'm like, no, I just, 
don't have a good feeling. Wow. She didn't know what she was doing. She hadn't, she obviously had never held fire, like, associ- had never been associated with firearms at all. Yeah. No muzzle control, like, sweeping the, you know, sweeping the counter. Like, I can't tell you how many times, like, the barrel, like, she was just waving the across barrel. Across like, you? Across me. Oh. Like, didn't understand the basic concepts of a revolver. Anybody who's listening that knows anything about firearms, like, mm-hmm. revolvers are, like, the most simplistic, like, handgun, like, right. firearm to manipulate. And she she was looking for it for she said bear protection and i was like 30 i tried to explain to her like 30 it's special the caliber she was looking at wasn't wasn't even close to powerful enough to be an adequate bear protection round but she's like oh i just needed to carry with me when i'm in the woods i'm like i just just this person doesn't look the kind of person that goes into the woods and i was like i kept saying that and she's like well my, my manager at the time was like no she's like i don't I, she's like i i think i think she's fine i think right. she's fine i think you should sell it and Ooh. the next day no we got a firearm trace which means that the gun was used, was recovered in a crime. Oh, my God. They don't tell you what it's for. Right. But the literally, I've had firearm traces come back on guns I've sold, but it's been like years later. Right, right. Because that could be stolen or and that could be a stolen. Who knows what it is. Right. But this this was like the next day we got a call from, AT, from ATF saying, pull the paperwork on this gun. We needed you. We need you to fax it. And that means that there was a, like she either committed suicide. Yeah. Or she used it to. Jesus, she used it to dude. Do criminal purpose. Like I, that one, that that instance has haunted me forever, dude. That intuition, like I know you still sold the gun, <laughs> but just I, I, I'm so impressed by the intuition that you had of just like there was something just not right about it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I have an interesting story. So, uh, my stepdad recently, like a week or two, no, this was like a week before Christmas. He um he was sitting outside on his front porch at my at their house and um he sees these two guys like run up to my sister's car mm-hmm. and they're like looking inside of it and like they're like pulling on the door handle and my dad just goes hey and they look up like oh shit like they got busted and uh, he's like can I help you and one of them starts walking towards him oh. and he uh. He he said like he was acting like all they were like kind of sweaty and shit yeah. and like sh- like acting like just super, super sketch. Just jittery. Yeah. yeah. So he my stepdad has his hands in his pocket and the guy like walks up to my stepdad and he's like, Hey man, do you have like a cigarette or something I can borrow? And he like reaches he like goes to like reach across his chest and my stepdad, before he can even get there, has his gun. <laughs> Pointed at the dude, and he had a little laser, Lloyd laser pointed yeah. right at his chest, and he was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" And he was like, "Oh, oh, I'm sorry, man, I'm sorry." And he put his hands up, and they both just ran off. And apparently, what had happened was they just randomly, like, he, that guy had a gun on him, and he was shooting at some building down the road, and they were looking for like an escape car. Oh shit! Yeah, and so the cops came, and he's like, "Hey, like, I just so you know, I drew my weapon." And the cops like, "Sounds like you did the right thing, man." Yeah. And it was just like, ever since then, I'm so impressed with that intuition, that ability to just read people and to know that just like something is off. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm super impressed yeah. by your your ability. to. I think it's important if, well, like I said, you still sold the gun. <laughs> well, okay. But, I, but in fairness right, to, to yourself, to, to myself <laughs> and to my manager yeah. is that at the time, doesn't right. work there anymore, Yeah, is that... You're still talking about the you know the right of someone right. to purchase absolutely, and unless that's what the background check is yeah. for, yeah, and why I argue for increased background checks, yeah. Ultimately, it's not going to catch everything, right? 
this person could have just recently had something happen and there's nothing in their past that would ever alert anybody right. to that happening. Yeah. How long ago was this? Uh, this is probably six, seven years six, ago. Six, seven years ago. Can you imagine though, in like in this era and in and in this day, if you if you decline somebody who who say didn't have anything come up on their background check mm-hmm. and you know what I mean? Yeah. That could just be that could be a whole like media mess if they really pursued it and you know what I mean? Well, I mean I I've been called I've been called racist. I've been called I've been really? called for for turning down right for legit like legit reasons like right. saying like you know you know you'll get the classic example of a straw purchase is yeah two guys like somebody will come in right mm-hmm. they'll look at it they'll look at guns yeah and they'll have like their girlfriend with them have we talked about this on the podcast no, I don't think so dude this is my favorite thing about like. I love hearing these stories. I really do because mm-hmm. I think it's so interesting that that you are on the forefront of that and like having to be a judge of that. Mm-hmm. Sorry for interrupting, but no, you're fine. I can't believe we haven't talked about this because this is honestly I love hearing you talk about this. Okay, yeah, I mean it, it's definitely it. Unless you're unless you're constantly buying guns or you right. work at a gun counter, like you have no idea. Like I don't think most people have an I any have idea no how idea. the purchasing like purchasing right. of firearms goes. Right. Anyway, so. The classic straw purchase example, and a straw purchase is when you're you go to a gun store and you fill out the background check as yourself, buying the gun as yourself. Mm-hmm. But your your intention, this is where it gets murky, right. is that your intention is to buy it for somebody who can't legally own firearms. Right. So the classic, like it's so easy to spot when you've worked at a gun counter for a yeah. long period of time, <laughs> but you get somebody coming up, and um, you get somebody you get somebody who comes up to the counter mm-hmm. and. They're looking at they're looking at guns and then they leave mm-hmm. and then you see them come back you know a couple hours later or the mm-hmm. next day and they've got like their girlfriend with them mm-hmm. and then they're hanging back they're not like coming up to the counter but the girlfriend walks right up to the counter and goes I want that one points right to it points right to it mm-hmm. and you're just like okay that's a straw purchase right I can't I'm not selling you that gun yeah and you explain that to them and then you get called you know racist you get called racist or whatever yeah. Else. I'm not saying the only people that ever tried right. like, are minorities. Right. It happens with all I've turned them I've turned all races right. down for straw purchases. Right. But then I get I just get I don't get called racist, I just get yelled at by right. <laughs> by white people. You're um, withholding or, or you're, you're, intruding you're, um, you're, treating, you're infringing on my second amendment yes, rights, yeah. stuff like that. People yeah. just freak out. And they attack you. Yeah, they yeah. attack me personally. And, right. and I'm like I just I'm just explaining to them this is this is how I see it. This is how I see it. Right. And I'm sorry, you're gonna have to you have to go somewhere else. Yeah. And then it, when and when it's that kind of blatant, we'll let our other locations know because we've mm-hmm. had at times Ooh. people go down to like Tiger and yeah. try to buy the same gun. We had a whole line of we were getting a ton of traces mm-hmm. for um, firearm traces over a period of time, all on the same type of pistol. Weird. It's all the same type of pistol, and they're all being bought uh-huh. um, by like three or four different people, mm-hmm. like three or four different people the same three or four different no I, I shouldn't say that mm-hmm. but there were they're all people that would fit <laughs> like a a gang member description okay okay and um we kept getting traces back on all of these and oh, wow. these smith and wesson the same brand the That's same crazy. caliber the same model yeah a firearm and it got to the it got to the point where when you you saw Somebody come up and write to the case and say, "I want to look at that gun." Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you keep from being like? It's so hard, right, to not be stereotypical, right? When you've clearly there is criminal activity going on with these right. guns that you've sold, and that affects you, right? Like that affects Absolutely. me knowing, like, I sold a gun that was used in a criminal act, right? Like, 
that sucks. Yeah. It sucks to know that. You don't know what the what their act was. Right. You can only assume. Right. And the decision that you make may prevent or allow that. Yeah. The guy that um the guy that shot up the the guy that um the Clackamas Town shooter, like well, I don't know how long ago that was. Yeah, was my brother I? knew that guy. Oh really? Yeah, he, he had, tried to buy he hung a gun. Out with him. He tried to buy a gun from our uh, tiger location. Really? And we turned him down. Why? Uh, they said he was acting weird. <laughs> Jesus, dude! My brother said he's a fucking weirdo. I bet he was. He said he went to a party and he was just a weird guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So they turned him down. He went somewhere else and bought it. Right. I mean, like I said, like there's only there's only so much you can do. Right. There's right. only so much you can. There's only so much you can do, and you and you have to rely on the background check system right. to try to like weed That's it out. That's a lot of fucking responsibility, dude. If you think about it, like. Even the fact that you have to kind of know that, like, something you sold was used in a criminal act. That's fucking heavy, dude. Mm-hmm. But then to also have the responsibility of, like, I just don't feel good about this. And then to say no. Yeah. And it's like, you might have repercussions for saying no. But you might have just prevented a crime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell no. I'll stick to, like, just shipping things. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's... <laughs> That's most hardcore. Of, most, most of the time, the 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 like selling guns isn't, isn't right. That exciting, Absolutely, but yeah. I mean, that was a heck. That I mean that heck, that was a hectic time with those because we got put on like <laughs> like ATF started really like, what are you guys doing? Like so many of your guns, wow. so many of these guns. Like, why aren't you guys vetting better? Yeah, they're like, and we're like to the ATF. What do you want us to do? Yeah, that's crazy. It's their right to buy the gun. If they pass the background check and they're not giving us any indication that it's a straw purchase, and we right. don't have any like any real reason mm-hmm. outside of just an intuition. Like, how can we keep denying right all of these African American males all yeah. fitting the same description, right? Without being labeled being without being called stereotypical, right? Or what if somebody comes in? who's african-american who's a hunter or just genuinely needs a gun mm-hmm. and like you say no it's like no okay now you've just you know what i mean what yeah. do they what do they want you to do they're we're, we're stuck yeah and and so that's, that's why crazy we, dude I mean, so that's why and, and i and i i try I, I i try my best to treat every single individual absolutely um that comes up to the counter and i know that that sounds holier than now but i really do <laughs> like the to to each individual mm-hmm. each individual experience All right fresh as an, eyes as its own yes that way i'm i'm not being i'm not thinking that okay well this is obviously safe because it's it's a it's a dude in carhartt mm-hmm. or it or it's oh this is clearly a straw purchase because it's a guy wearing baggy pants right like that's how you get yourself in trouble right absolutely and um so but i think it, that your intuition you've done it long enough that you can sense when something doesn't feel right yeah you know, I think if anything you do long enough, you're just like, uh, I don't know about this. Yeah, the clo- Even- I've had the closest call I've ever had mm-hmm. to like something maybe happening at the gun counter was mm. well, I was by myself and at the counter and it was later in the evening and this kid came up and he was really, really strange, mm-hmm. just really odd. And he wanted to see a, this side by side shotgun. So a double barrel shotgun. Yeah. And so I hand it to him. Yeah, across the counter. Yeah, and you, like I, like the, the the proper procedure when handing yes. a gun to anybody is you show that it's open, you break the action, right. open the action, whichever you know, however the gun you know fires mm-hmm. functions, and so I hand the gun to the person, and 
he reaches instantly reaches into his pocket and pulls out a shotgun shell. Shut and the goes, fuck and goes, up. And goes to throw it into the barrel. And I thank God I have long arms. Yeah. I just barreled straight over the counter and I grabbed, ripped the gun out of the dude's hands. Holy and, shit! And I was like, Jake. I was like, what the fuck? And he's like, I just wanted to see what what it looked like in the in the bore. Whoa! That's all he said to me. It's like I just wanted to see what it looked like. Did you tell him to get the fuck out. Yeah, we kicked him out. Holy shit! I was just before you even told that story, I knew where where mm-hmm. that was going. I was like, wait, what if somebody just came in with ammo? Yeah. Holy shit! But then on the on, on the other side, you like you can let your guard down with other people. Right. I had it happen again. <gasps> this old dude. Yeah. I hand him a revolver, and he pulls a thirty-eight special round out of his pocket, and I was like, this is old, like seventy-five-year-old man. Did Why? you punch him? <laughs> and he's like, I just wanted to make sure it was the right round. Oh, I was like, Why do you, you have word. so you have ammunition and you're buying it? You're you're buying a gun to match the ammo. Yeah, should it be the other way around? Like that's and, and, terrifying. And he, and he didn't dude. see anything wrong with it. He couldn't believe we Whoa. were upset. It's like, in what world is that okay? Yeah. And then, and then on the flip side, you have all of these like these these hardcore dudes are like, oh, like they were never in the military or law enforcement, yeah. but they want to pretend like they are. Right. And they're open carrying on their like, even though clearly our we say, please do not. Oh, you can conceal carry on our, on our floor. Mm-hmm. You cannot open carry. Okay. One, private property. We right. can make our own rules. Absolutely. Two, city of Portland outlaws open carry even with a concealed weapons permit. Mm. It's a city law that we. We're in the city of Portland. Right, right. I forgot you're in Portland. So people come in with their open with their their guns open. Yeah, that doesn't necessarily. I mean, that doesn't necessarily make me right nervous. I've been right. around guns my whole life, but I'll calmly say to them, you know, hey, it's one, it's store policy, but it's also city of Portland mm-hmm. law that that has to be concealed. Mm-hmm. And then they just lose their shit, <laughs> man. I bet. I bet they and do. Like, I'm never shopping here again. You guys don't support the Second Amendment. Oh my god! Yeah, that's amazing. The, the gun, the the gun industry is a very. I love your passion for it's it. It's a smoke and mirrors. Show. I love your ability to look analytically and objectively. I think. I want to write a book. Yeah, an ethnography of gun counterculture. Dude, it'd be so good. You've said that to me before. Mm-hmm. Great stories and great, you know, anecdotes of just like you could make some great points through some of your experiences, I think. Yeah. Some points that would challenge gun owners, but also challenge abolitionists, if you will, for gun rights. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. Gun it's it's so such a hot topic, especially with the passing of sixteen thirty nine in Washington and like me constantly having to um, oh, I can't even. Imagine. I don't even. Def- I don't even defend the bill. Yeah. It's just like trying to correct for misconceptions. Yeah. Another anecdote. All right, let's there's hear this it. dude who. <laughs> so, my point, my original point was people getting upset about, um, like, oh, they're trying to take my rights, but mm-hmm. then they want to blame other. They want to blame other things. It's like, well, if that person had just locked up their guns, or if that person had, you know, if there was, you know, this is a mental health problem. Mm-hmm. You know, those if people just took responsibility, we don't if, instead of looking for the government to provide responsibility, right, right. If people just took individual responsibility. These wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. So this guy that he's a longtime customer, he mm-hmm. comes to the counter and he's complaining about sixteen thirty nine, and he's like, "If I'm a he, the whole, now, it's just like I, you're you're lazy for not looking this up." But people <laughs> saying, um, "If someone breaks into my home, 
grabs my gun, Mm -hmm. uses it in a crime, I can be held criminally liable. That's false. On a surface level, that seems ridiculous. It's false. It's yeah. In the, it's literally says in the bill, you're you're exempt from unlawful entry. Yes. So we don't even have to get down that rabbit hole. We talked about that on an, on another episode. Right. The so this guy is complaining about that, and I and I I didn't butt in. <laughs> the cut the the employee that he always comes to see uh-huh. turns to me and brings me in on the Uh-oh. conversation. So at this point, I feel like I have a license to try to correct a misconception right in an appropriate manner because i'm on the <laughs> clock and i'm on the job right and i said you know that that's false mm-hmm. i showed him on my phone because i have the screenshot of that part <laughs> of the pdf because i have to use it so much right and i showed it to him uh-huh. and he goes and he goes well uh-oh he goes that's just unlawful entry mm-hmm. i said yes so if you give lawful entry to somebody who can't legally own firearms mm-hmm. and they use those firearms in a crime, mm-hmm. yes, you can be found liable. And he goes, well, I have maids and I don't check what those... He's like, they show up and they clean my house and you know, I don't know what their background is. And if I let them in my house and they're cleaning my house and they take one of my guns and rob a store, I, I shouldn't be held criminally liable for that. And I said... Are you? I wanted to say, like, are you serious? Yeah. You wouldn't think to lock up your guns? Well, are they when cleaning a safe? <laughs> like, right. Like you were just gonna. You're just gonna. You're. You're telling me that even without this law, you're right. comfortable just leaving guns laying around with people you don't know. Right. Cleaning in your, your house, house. In your house. Yeah. Oh my lord. Yeah. What'd you say though? I said. And so I said, well, <laughs> idiot. I said, well, then you're. <laughs> I go, also, you don't have, and you have to just report it within five days. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, what if you don't know you were robbed? Oh, my God. I'm just like, man, you're hopeless. Every single excuse or, or comeback to to be against this. Yeah. Whatever it takes. Apparently, he doesn't, I mean, apparently, I don't understand what is, because Park both, um, well, I know for a fact, Sandy Hook, Yeah. she allowed, action, knowing he had, um, and then that in the uh, that sh- the shooting at the community college in like Southern Oregon, yeah, what was yeah, that? yeah, Ashland, Sutherland or something, Suther- like, yeah. Sutherland or something, yeah, something like that. Both of those gained access to their firearms because their parents allowed them access, knowing that they had you know mental health deficiencies. Oh. That's what this particular bill. This that was. I mean, that they even says in the bill like they it used this, mm-hmm. the uh, mm-hmm. the the um, the uh, the Connecticut shooting as as anecdotal evidence yeah. for why the safe storage provision you know is needed yeah i just well like you said i don't understand it's when the excuses are people aren't properly locking their guns up or it's it's a mental health issue and and then you have a piece of legislation that is trying in some way to regulate or monitor or change Mm -hmm. that now that's still the problem yeah they're not telling you you can't own any of these firearms there's no confiscation there's no magazine limitation in 1639 right there are certain aspects of 1639 to make it not a good bill which is why i personally didn't vote for it Mm -hmm. but to say that to sit here and complain about the very things that you you tried to deflect yes on the last piece of gun legislation you're saying like well no it's not that it's not magazine size Mm -hmm. it's mental health Mm -hmm. okay well so this bill doesn't address magazine capacity it's addressing mental health and now all of a sudden you're coming up with excuses why that isn't yeah it's not mental health it's magazine size (laughs) it's it's nothing don't infringe upon my rights i hold no responsibility for how for where for where these guns can end End up up. yeah (sighs) i love it 
Well, I think that's it, Jake. All right, we're probably gone <laughs> way too long. It's okay. We haven't we haven't really talked in a long time. We haven't about talked in a while. This we've, kind of stuff. Yeah, so. we've. Uh, to the Republic was our first episode of 2019, and this was a fun one. I always love doing this. I love this podcast. I love hanging with you. I love the show. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I did want to bring up real quick is I today's Thursday. Yes. Um, yesterday was Wednesday, and I had a new podcast show release. Um, the name comes from you. It's called Knuckle Draggers, mm-hmm. and it's with my friend Dimitri. He's a veteran and a small business owner, and him and I just kind of look up random articles and talk about silly things. Um, so yeah, check it check it out. I don't know. Follow us on social media. We got all the social media outlets that say what you mean does. So um, it's just one where we just talk like knuckle draggers yeah. just a bunch of low brow dummies <laughs> <laughs> well you guys aren't dummies right but it's it's i don't know it's it gets pretty pretty dummy <laughs> well i'm excited to listen yeah all you guys should go tune in yeah show some love for jeff thank you i appreciate that um but as far as say what you mean check us out on twitter instagram and facebook um we are on spotify now Yes. Um, we have been for a little while. We are on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. Um, you obviously know that if you're listening to this, so mm-hmm. you know where we are. But if you like what we do and you like uh, To the Republic, you know, let other people know and share, like, and subscribe. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.